For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. This is James Avera from Hellstar and Sabbath Judas Sabbath. Rock out with your geek out. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 282 of MSR Cast, your heavy metal podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with Sean the Metal Pigeon. Welcome, sir. Uh, this is uh, an episode we've been working on for a little bit. We actually have done some research and put some thought into it, unlike normal, I guess. Not really. <laughs> uh, we always put a lot of thought and effort into everything that we do here because we make a quality product. Yeah, that's fair. We, we definitely do our homework, I think, most of the time. I, I think we do. That was just a, a Tommy, Boy, Tommy Boy reference. Um, Tommy Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was tasked for another show uh, uh, to come up with my top movies of all, my top movie of all time and my top actor of all time. Huh. That was really difficult. Yeah. That's a tough one. Do, off the top of your head, do you know? Just because I saw it recently, I would say like Total Recall, the Arnold Schwarzenegger okay. Total Recall. Just because I think that's kind of like a perfect action movie. It is a good action movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Actor, I don't. Know. I think actor, I'd say Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, yeah. really? Yeah, I, I like almost everything he's in. Wow. All right. Interesting. Yep. I, it, it was a it was a long process for me, but I think I came up with Goodfellas is my favorite movie. Okay. And uh, you know, I have a lot. I I I I think this is going to be a great topic for Metal Geeks. We'll have you come on for that. Our top movies and actors of all time, you know. But um, I had to look at how many movies this actor was in that were in my top ten, top five. Oh right. And I went with Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's not my. There's been stuff that he's done that I have not liked. Right. But you know quality over quantity i guess yeah yeah i mean i i can't really say there's been a harrison ford movie i didn't like sure except that weird one he made in the mid 90s with Anne haish where they were like crashed on an island or something yeah i don't even remember that i know what you're talking about it was a dumb movie (laughs) he did one with a dog a cgi dog recently too oh really oh that's unfortunate yeah (laughs) really unfortunate uh, all right, so moving away from that, uh, I have a couple points, uh, discussion things I want to get into before we get into our topic of this episode, which is going to be our most underrated vocalist of all time. Yep. Um, in the metal genre, metal and all subgenres. Are, now, are we saying metal and like hard rock? Yes. They're, yes. They're, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, just not like, you know, classic, ro- classic, you know, oldies and jazz or whatever i don't know right just stuff that fits into this overarching umbrella of heavy metal yeah um let's let's talk about that speaking of overarching umbrella heavy metal let's talk about the lineup for hell's heroes that's coming up okay hell's heroes six which which we haven't talked about on this show and i talked about it on the last metal geeks and and george and justin it just sort of fell on on deaf ears they're like, eh, okay. They're, yeah. they're not really into that type of stuff. But right. 
We've talked about it on this show, and I've actually reached out to Christian. We're working on a schedule to do an interview with him. So I really want to know what goes into putting this show together. Because, um, you know, I I work for a convention, a pop culture, pop culture convention, and just booking guests for that, it's a, it's a process. So, you know, let's talk about the band that he's got this year, because me and you have talked about they need to, like, vary it up right yeah and holy crap i think they've really done that this year they definitely did that yeah so let's start at the bottom um a lot of bands i don't know so i'm gonna have i always like to look into the bands um that are playing beforehand uh entranced uh i can't even read that next one we'll move on savage os ancient wisdom i like them they're from the austin area i think yeah v it's two v's or wisdom Wisdom. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to look down where I can read it. Uh, Adamantus of that band I couldn't read. Savage O's, Occult Burial, uh, Knight, which, who are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kachumar. Uh, I like Kachumar. Yeah, so I can't think of the... She's, she was at the show last year, the singer, but she, she wrote a, a heavy metal cookbook at one point. That's right. Yeah. I have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stygian Crown, Bloodstar, Necrofire, who they're doing a, a CD or a, a record release party next month. So I'm, I'm going to go to that. Mm, okay. I have not seen them live yet, surprisingly. Uh, Dawnbringer, Destructor, Traveler, who are always good. Lamp of Murmur. I'm hearing a lot about them recently. Uh, Darvaza, Stormkeep. Um, then we're going to get into uh, Witch Hazel, which I've heard a lot about recently. I actually just heard some of the new album recently. Uh, Attic, Girl School. Can you believe they're playing? Girl School is playing. Yeah, man. It's, it's I mean, I, I didn't even realize they were still an ongoing I, me thing. Me either. Um, let's see. Hellstar's doing a complete Nosferatu set. That's pretty cool. Night Demon have returned. Sumerland have returned. I might finally get to see them now. Uh, Cauldron, the band that I mentioned that I wanted to see the most at this show, the reunion, the reunion show of Watchtower here in Houston with Jason McMaster on vocals. Right. I mentioned Alan Tecchio earlier cause he was on an album too, but fucking Jason McMaster is great too. And that, that will lead into our topic too, underrated vocalist. Cause I definitely think dangerous toys is one of those underrated bands and vocalists, Jason McMaster for sure. Uh, so we're getting into Morbid Saint now, Eternal Champion, Omen, who I've seen before, uh, Agent Steel, which is crazy, Tank doing a classic set, Demolition Hammer, Doro's doing a Warlock featured set. Right. Fucking Doro Pesh, man. Yeah. Uh, then we got Autopsy, Forbidden, Rotting Christ doing an old school set. The reunion of fucking Solitude Eternus. Holy crap, man. That's yeah. that blows me away. I, I saw it as something that was never gonna happen. Uh, and then you have headliners, more headliners, Candlemass doing a nightfall set, which will be great. Queensryche doing songs from only the warning in their first EP, and then Sodom. I mean, that's quite an eclectic lineup, quite uh, a killer lineup, honestly. A lot of bands I never saw would be playing here. A lot of bands I, I never saw would be playing on Hell's Heroes. Like, if you 
bet me a million dollars that Queensryche was going to be playing and doing only old school songs, I would have bet against it. I I, I don't know. I, I, that didn't surprise me that much. Um, I thought that they... Uh, I think it's great. I mean, I, I think it's a cool thing. I, to be honest with you, the Queensryche thing didn't really... Um, when I saw them with Todd on the first tour they did right after Todd joined, yeah, they pretty much played only stuff from like those first three records. Oh, really? So I kind of almost feel like I've seen that set already because they played so much from Warning. When I saw I saw them at no- Concert Pub North, I mean, they still play was, a, a song or two here from Warning. Um, yeah, I mean, they at that time because it was kind of like the Prove It tour, you know? Yeah, yeah. they were just playing like old stuff and they were playing like they had a lot from rage but they had a ton from warning and uh, they did um like almost like a uh, a medley of some of the stuff from the ep oh cool so i do feel like i've seen that already so that that's a workable thing then yeah um the warlock thing is definitely the big attraction for me where i'm like ooh, that'd be cool to see doro um and doing like Doing that that all warlock set, which I imagine, um, yeah, would pretty much. I know a lot of people are coming in from out of town for this show. It's quite expensive for it's a three day show. Yeah, it's very um, pricey. Yeah, but you know, I mean, the band that are on it, it, you have to man. So who, out of all the of the band that we mentioned, who is your the top band you're looking forward to? I mean, if, so I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna. Sporage on on that ticket because it's a super expensive ticket. But I mean, for me, the the draw would be Doro and um, Kaushamar would be really the two bands. Oh, wow. that, and then you know, because I've seen Eternal Champion, I would enjoy seeing them again. Yeah, Dawnbringer would be interesting because uh, uh you know, seeing uh, Chris Black project like that again would be cool. Sure. Although I don't think it would have the same energy as High Spirits because it's just a different style entirely um and then i so i didn't grow up with solitude eternus like i i heard them way after the fact oh really like i i didn't like i didn't even know they were a thing until i heard like like our i had already heard candle mass and people were like oh if you like candle mass there's this other band you can check out yeah and then like it dawned on me that oh they're from texas yeah it's like okay so and so i didn't like i don't have that same attachment to them as like you do i have a huge yeah i have a huge attachment so um those are really i would say the bands for me okay. the, 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 the rotting cool. christ thing is kind of weird for me because i honestly think their worst albums are those first couple <laughs> albums so i'm like that set doesn't do much for me because yeah. I, I actually think rotting christ has got more interesting later in their career sure, I, I do i agree i saw yeah. them last year when they toured with Vernagar. yeah their new their new stuff's yeah. great so i've never seen autopsy live though yeah um, i've seen forbidden live when they reunited like close to 10-ish years ago whatever that was yeah I've never Agent Still. I've always liked. Never seen them live. Um, I seen Candle uh, Candle Master when they came last time, and they played a lot of Nightfall. They did that Solitude Eternals. I have seen them only play once, right? And that was that Metal Fest that James Rivera. I worked with James Rivera to put together right in, earlier in their in our MSR cast career, um, which it was a great it was a great show. Omen played that 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 show. Solitude Eternals. Uh, Hellstar played. Doug Pinnock played with the Sonya Brothers from Glad to Cowboys. That was cool. It was a lot of it was a lot of interesting bands that played that event. Yeah, I, I like that that mixture. And I think this lineup has a very cool 
mixture of all kinds of classic, uh, rare appearances, plus a lot of newer bands in this genre. Right. So, uh, yeah. So if you're looking forward to it, it's uh, March 21st and 20 to the 23rd at the White Oak Music Hall, uh, mostly outside in the big... The smaller stage will be the bigger stage this year, which works out tremendously, I'll tell you. Because um, I didn't get to see uh, the year that we went. Who was it that I wanted to see? But they were in Summerlands. Right, yeah. They were in that small upside, upstairs stage. And it was, you know, COVID was still happening. It was like uh, not that it's not happening now, but it was two years ago, 21. And it was just, no, that was 22, wasn't it? Uh, 22 yeah yeah but there it was just it was just nut to butt in that room i couldn't even get in to see any of the sh- any band i wanted to see which was frustrating you know weren't they doing the big room last year for the other bands yes yeah. they did yeah so that was great uh you could like the big headliner bands were on the outside stage which i love the outside stage there yeah honestly um and then it's not over really it's not too huge like the woodlands right um you can you sort of if you get you don't want to be around people for a while you can go off to the side and still see the stage there's space to there's space to move around and maneuver and stuff like that um there's a lot of drinks and food offerings now and stuff like that yeah if you have to they they provide water to you all kinds of cool stuff it it can they they've using the outside space has made it it's a comfortable experience it can be a comfortable experience it's made it into a destination experience. Right. That's what I think last year was the first year where it sort of turned into that. Whereas great in 22, we're like, all right, there's a lot of great bands, but you're stuck inside the whole time. Right. Yeah. There was times where I'm like, do I want to go outside and get fresh air and yeah. And, and miss a band. Yeah. We like, we did that. Like we cut out some sets like halfway through. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, let's go get, you know, but now you don't have to do that. You can go outside and there's still bands fucking going on. Right. And it's, yeah. It's, it's a much better experience. I'm looking forward to this to this show. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about to you is a new release. There's a couple new releases I wanted to mention. First, I want to talk about the new Before the Dawn album. Yeah. Uh, I know we sort of mentioned, we talked about it in text a little bit. Uh, I, You know, we're both fans of Thomas Soikinen. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I'm saying his name correctly. But... I was excited for the new Before the Dawn album. Like, oh, sweet. We have another, uh, you know, another release from him. The vocals, dude. I know the the guy they got, he was like, he wants some like The Voice or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm going to look it up. Um, I, I, But there's something weird about the vocalist, you know? What, I want to get your opinion before I, before I go off too deep. Um. Weird how? What, what do you what do you hear? Yeah, it's just a weird cadence, and I don't know. There's something about him I don't like. It doesn't fit the music. I think what it is. Yeah, it is a little jarring. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. Pablo Lapoti. He uh, he's a Finnish singer, guitarist, and songwriter. He participated in the Voice of Finland and came second in the competition. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. I remember watching videos and stuff of this a bigger dude from, you know, Finland winning, you know, getting really close, but, and he doesn't have a bad voice. It's just, I don't know what it is about this, this album. 
that his voice doesn't fit the music, I don't think. Yeah, well, and, and I wonder if it's one of those situations where you're just going to need to let it set, sink in over time, you know? Mm. Get used to his vocals. I've done vocals. it a few times. I yeah. don't know. Because you don't have an issue, apparently. I, I, I guess I, mean, I can see how it's jarring. I, it didn't really strike me as being that out of place. But I don't know. Um, you know another thing that bugs me? He was born after I graduated high school. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... Um, I, don't, I thought it was a pretty decent... Uh, I kind of... I, I found myself enjoying it, honestly. I mean, the music is good. Yeah. Uh, I'm All right. I, 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 I will go back and make another pass-through and uh, listen to it some more. Yeah. Um, there is one band I wanted to mention... I was I was actually even debating we're gonna play a song before, but I don't I don't want to ruin anything else of the show. Um, I want to talk about this band called Krigsgrove, right? Right. They have a new album out called Fires in the Fall. Came out the end of June. Um, these guys are fucking phenomenal. Um, I didn't really know much about them. Um, they I, I ordered the vinyl. There's like only a limited two hundred. But I reached out to them. I tagged them on Facebook or something, and they started. We started interacting with each other. These guys are from from the Dallas area, man. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it's it's progressive, blackened, death doom. Uh, it, the a lot of riffing, a lot of uh, it's it's it, almost a it's a near perfect album to me. It's really fucking good. Um, I really, really like the production on the album. Um, it's just a really, really, it's a, I, I'm, I, it's not something I expected to come from Texas. I'll be honest with you. Hmm, yeah. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't sound like a band from Texas. It doesn't, but it's great. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually working out an interview with those guys too, for an upcoming episode. Um, it's just, I mean, the album is stunning. I, 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 I will, I, I will not mince any words here, man. Um, there's a lot of mellow death um, riffs, you know, mixed into it. There's some doom stuff. There's some black, in, you know, there's some like blast beats. Everything about this album is just, it's, it's damn near perfect. And the production is super, it's rich, man. It's like, it sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I only heard that one track, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. I think it's something you would really get into, uh, you know, this whole just genre of atmospheric black metal, I guess, is what, yeah, like, it's getting really popular, like Black Braid, Triglave, Grave. oh, there's a lot of that glaive, the AV at the end, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I, I encourage everybody to check these guys out, and uh, we'll we'll do an episode on them soon, we'll have, a, have uh, I believe Justin is going to come on the show we're gonna to talk to him about the band and influences and all that cool stuff, man. Cool, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. All right, let's get down to the meat and potatoes of this episode. You ready? Yeah. What makes underrated? So, according to the dictionary, underrated is not rated or valued highly enough. It's an adjective, and we've done this topic with our most underrated band of all time. Yeah. Uh, I did not go back and listen to that episode, but I know you did. Yeah. Um, so we have to set some uh, some criteria first. 
What's an underrated band or vocalist? Uh, so my, I, I really just wanted to make it like, okay, let's, let's have a simple definition of what's under, what would be considered an underrated vocalist. And I came up with two things. Um, one is that they are not immediately acknowledged as a great or top tier vocalist within the, within like the community of fans for like a certain genre. So like, for example, like this particular singer wouldn't be at the top of mind for the power metal community. Like when they're talking about the best vocalists in power metal, like, you know, like like on a thread on Reddit, it wouldn't be thrown up there right away. Or like a black metal singer wouldn't be top of mind for black metal fans. The, The second thing is that they have to have a relatively long body of work. By that, I mean, like you got to have like over five records, you know, over a span of time. You can't just be like, you can't just be like a a vocalist that has just emerged on the scene, has like three records out or two records out or whatever. Because underrated, they just haven't had time to have that rating emerge or, you know, whether they're underrated, overrated, whatever. Um, It has to be someone who's been around recording, you know, releasing music for for a while now for us to give them a kind of like a proper overview, you know, across a span of time. So those are the two things I think define something that we could consider underrated as far as like a vocalist or even like a, you know, like a guitarist or whatever band. Yeah. And we've done this topic with our favorite, our artists, underrated bands. Yeah. Yeah. Artists. So, and um, I think what we're going to do is we don't know who we've picked. We're keeping this completely secret from each other. I have some songs picked out that might fit in. I know you have some songs picked out that'll fit in. So I think what we'll do is in this first segment, we'll we'll pick out two or three of our most underrated. We'll talk about them for a moment, and then we're going to play a track. And then we'll just do it that way. Yeah. We'll just sort of battle back and forth. Not like a rap battle or anything, but... Um, <laughs> so let me, let's hear your first one. I, I, let's get right into the into it. Oh, I get to go first? You're of, of course. Um, You're the metal pigeon. Let's see. What are we going to want to throw out here first? Um, okay, so the first, I mean, the genre I focused on first that came to mind was like power metal because so it's, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So it, you genres, know, right? I we talked about that. You think about underrated vocalist. Power metal is the first thing that comes to mind, right? Yeah. But there's other genres too. We talked about are we going to do death metal? And I didn't do a terrible lot of death metal because I think that's something we can do completely as an episode later. And we're not going to do our top 10 or our bottom 10. Right. That's a completely different episode too. But uh, you know, the thing is I, I did think a lot about extreme metal vocalists. Yeah. And what I realized was it's kind of hard to pick out underrated vocalists in like black metal or death metal sure. because so, so many of them are just properly rated. I do have some yeah. ideas of things from like, I have some death metal, for example, bad ones. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I pr- I'll probably agree with you on the bad ones, but like starts it, and ends with Chris. So, sometimes like you, th- when you're listening to like extreme metal, yeah. the vocals just, again, we say this to people who don't listen to metal all the time. They're just like an instrumental texture almost. So I don't really, I don't really rate them on the terms of being, uh, you know, like a vocalist, like in the traditional sense, sure. which I, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sort of the same way because, like, I know a lot of people, a lot of our friends, uh, like, we'll, we'll take Justin, the metal detector, as, as case in point. He doesn't like clean vocals. Right. He listens to mostly 
deaths are blackened vocals. Yeah. So I would be interested to hear his his list Con, for this. You, you know, know. Con- conversely, we we have a friend of ours uh, from the Metal Exchange podcast, Chris, who really yeah. just listens to clean vocal bands, yeah. and he doesn't really like extreme metal vocals, and and both are metal fans, and so yeah. it's. Yeah, I mean, they have different ideas of what makes a that's good we, vocalist. That's why we try to, you know, we we said this is metal. I do have a couple of sort of death-ish bands sort of picked out. Yeah. Um, our vocalist, um, you know, uh, but, you know, it's anything under that that umbrella of what heavy metal is. Is it, you know, is it death metal? Is it black metal? Is it power metal? Is it prog metal? Is it new metal? Whatever. There could be favorites in all kinds of genres. Yeah. Even if you, yeah. So we just want to get that out of the way. Um, so let's let's start with your number. We're not, these are, and again, these are not in any kind yeah, of number. Yeah, no, they're not. So let's start with your first one. Let's um, one. going down my list here. I'm going to say, you know what? Because I don't think we've ever mentioned this guy on the show, <laughs> which is, like I think, testament to him being underrated, is uh, a guy named Urban Breed. Oh, yeah, Urban Breed. There you go. No one fucking talks about Urban Breed, and he's maybe one of the greatest singers in metal history. And if you don't know who he is, he was on like the, uh, some uh, a great handful of Tad Morose albums. Yes. He was on the, the two best Bloodbound albums. Right. And then he, for for a long while, until he quit recently, he was the vocalist for Sirius Black, which, you know, opinions vary on that band, but I think he did a phenomenal job in that band. Um, his masterpieces, though, came from those two Blood Bloodbound yeah. records and the Tad Morose albums. And the new Bloodbound record is still good. I'm not wild on new Bloodbound. Oh, no, you're not. I I I listened to that album and I was just like, oh, bring back Urban Breed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Urban, like like two of my favorite albums from him are, you know, Nosferatu from Bloodbound oh. and Tabula Rasa. Um, and I love those those Tad Morose albums. Um, of course, you know, uh, Modus Vivendi is a masterpiece. He's just a incredibly powerful vocalist, really rich voice, expressive, has um, like incredible diction and and like enunciative like qualities to his voice, and just the sense of drama that just screams out of his vocal cords. Man, it, he's so compelling to listen to, and. He, also, as a writer, like crafting his vocal melodies, he just has a way of like developing these sort of nifty vocal melodies. They're like just subtly like like they're progressive, but they're just super catchy as hell, and and they just get locked into your mind. And um, in fact, I think that that's one of the songs I'm, I, I'd want to play. It's from uh, Bloodbound. Not, I'm going to say Nosferatu. We got to play the title track, Nosferatu. Um, you can hear me typing in the background. You're learning it, how the sausage <laughs> is made. It's because we're keeping this stuff secret from each other. Yeah, um, Nosferatu is, I think, maybe the greatest Iron Maiden song never written or, or never performed by by Maiden, and uh, it's just a great example. I mean, I could have picked so any any song from that album, or you know, a handful of songs from. Tabula Rasa, like Night Touches You and, and the title track, but uh, Nosferatu is just like a tour de force from Urban Breed, and yes, that is his real name. Um, I think he lives in the States now instead of, he was in Sweden, he's a, he's a Swedish guy, uh, but he's he's in America. I don't know what he's doing. Um, 
now. I don't think he's doing anything musically, but I, I wish he would get back to it because seriously, what has been one of my favorite metal vocalists since I first heard Tad Morose like way, way back in the day. And I followed his career ever since. And that's how I got introduced to Bloodbound because I was like, Where, what's Urban Breed doing now? Oh, he's joined this new band, Bloodbound. Okay, I'll check them out. And um, yeah, just like when we when we came up with this topic, he was like one of the first guys to come to mind. I was like, nice. freaking Urban Breed. I'm going to talk about him finally on this show. I'm going to get into my first one and then we're going to play tracks so uh, you don't have to hear us talk too long. Um we mentioned this band earlier. We mentioned Solitude Eternus playing at Hell Heroes. And uh, one of my most underrated vocalists of all time is Robert fucking Lowe. Okay, yeah. Yes. So I was I grew up as a Solitude Eternus fan. Um, I knew they were a Texas band. Um, I Then he, if you don't remember, he was the vocalist for Candlemass for five, six years. Yeah. Put out some great albums with Candlemass. Uh, like Death's Magic Doom, King of the Grey Island. I love King of the Grey Island. What a great track or a great album. But, you know, <clears throat> Solitude Eternus really hasn't put out any music since mid-2000s. And uh, I really wish, you know, this reunion will light some fire under their butt, maybe put something new out, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, But yeah, he's such an emotive vocalist. Um he's one of my, my favorite doom vocalists of all time. Yeah. I would put him right next to like a one, two punch of Robert Lowe and then Eric Wagner from trouble. Yeah. Two of my favorite vocalists. Um, and both underrated in my opinion. Yeah. Um, when you, when you think about doom vocalists, who's the first one that comes to your mind? Um, well, I, I don't know. I think the mind mind might be different. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, because I because I might think about like Messiah or something. Well, no, he's the obvious choice. Yeah, exactly. See, my 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 thing is like, oh, I might think of uh, like Paradise Lost or well, yeah, My Dying Bride or something like that. So yeah, but you yeah, know, you're right. It's a different in, style in, of Doom, though. In, That's, exactly. Yeah. In, the, in the classic sense, yeah, I think Messiah would be the choice, right? Right. So I I, I just want to give some. Uh, some props. This is what we're doing. We're trying to shine a light on some of our underrated vocalists and our favorites. Because underrated is also a term. It's an our opinion. All yeah. of this stuff, they're, we're opinionated about it. Uh, my choice might not be your choice. The people, if you're listening to this, you might not like this choice. But this is who we feel are underrated. So, But I think there also is a little bit of objectivity to this whole thing. And I yeah. think you're right on, in, in your pick because, yeah, no one talks about him when they talk about, like, oh, great vocalists. And I'm sure even in, if you narrowed it down to Doom, you might get some hardcore Doom fans oh, who yeah. bring him up. Hardcore people will, will know. But, but yeah. So let's, let's get into our first uh, music break. We're going to get into... At your pick, Bloodbound, the title tracks from Nosferatu. And then we're going to get into Solitude Eternus, Waiting for the Light from the album Alone. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to our uh, dissection of the most underrated vocalists in raw metal. Rock. Is dissection on your list? Is that what we're doing? Uh, no. I think properly rated there. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah that was um, Solitude Eternus. And before that was Bloodbound. Yep. Um, two very, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum, basically. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely see um, the case. I, I would agree with you on the case for being underrated for on, on your pick. Um, not a singer that is top of mind for people when these discussions happen, you know? Right. Uh, before we move on to our the rest of our list, um, I want to talk about some people uh, that are, are fans of the show that are hanging out at the Metal Geek Society group on Facebook. If you're uh, not there, come hang out. Um, if you're on Facebook, just search for the Metal Geek Society. Um, so I posted that we were going to be doing this episode, and I wanted to hear what some of our fans were, who some of their favorites were, right? They're underrated bands. So a uh, good friend of the show, Mike Lawrence, top contributor, apparently, according to Facebook, uh, he gave me some notes. Adrian Cowan. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, they, he, she doesn't meet the, the criteria, I guess, to me, because she's, she's only had three albums. Sure. So. Well, I, I can still see it, though. She's great. I think I think she's a really good vocalist, but I think I don't think she's underrated. Yeah, I mean I don't know if you can say that yet. You know, uh, his next pick is Tony Martin. Uh, definitely underrated. Only because he definitely he resides in Ozzy and Dio's shadows for sure. Uh, not only that, but those, you know, there were really good tracks on those albums, yeah. but those albums were not very good overall. Right. And there was a lot of just, it was just that era of their career. Yeah, and but but it, you know that's more just to that's more on Iomi than it is on Martin. <laughs> yeah, Martin was is a really great vocalist, like legitimately sounds great, especially Your on those albums. To Dean Martin, I, I don't think. I don't think so. No, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Martin just never had a, a killer album to be on. You know, because yeah. it, it would be one thing if there was just like a really great album that, hey, it, 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 Black Sabbath was fading from the spotlight and they just never got the credit, but everyone acknowledges this is a great album. The reality is they were no great albums during that period. They were great songs on those really mediocre albums uh, that he was a part of. So, yeah, Tony Martin's definitely underrated. Uh, he also said Midnight. Uh I, I don't think so. I think properly rated. Yeah. You know why? Because amongst prog metal fans, like people know who he is, right? Yeah. I, I mean, so. wouldn't you say like, like people know who he is. And, and if you're talking about great singers in that genre, you're going to, he's going to be one of the names you're going to think of right away. So maybe, I mean, not, not everybody knows Crimson Glory though. Yeah. But like, People like if you went to like the prog metal Reddit and you were talking, you like posted right, a but thread. That that's a whole other that's a whole other fandom. You know what I mean? Yeah, subreddits and all that. Com Just compared to like Dodo, like your average Dodo metal fans sure. who goes to a Metallica show, they're not going to know who Midnight exactly. is. Exactly, they're going to think about the band. Yeah, and in, in that perspective, they're going to go, okay, yeah, you can say he's well, underrated. I, I consider him underrated then at that point. Mm, yeah. So his next pick is Getty Lee. Love him or hate him, he rules. Yeah, and he's not underrated. People love Getty Lee. 
and like rightfully so. I made the comment of the, who hates G- Getty Lee? No one I want to know. If you don't... You know. uh, well, there's people who don't like his voice, but sure. I mean, universally, he's acknowledged as a great singer. Yeah. So, you know. And then uh, ICS Vortex, who's actually on my list too. I think he's a, a great underrated singer. He's used a lot, but I don't know. I, I really like his voice. I think I would. I don't know if he's underrated. I'd say he's properly rated. I think people acknowledge that he's really good, and he's 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 acknowledged as like a great vocalist. I, I've never seen it. I've never seen anyone say like, "Man, you know, like no one give no one." This vortex dude's really great. I think everyone knows vortex is great. You know. So uh, Micah Vordenkunz, a good friend of mine, I worked with him many years ago. He replied back, "A fellow Tony Martin fan. There are dozens of us." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Trenbeast, uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, man. Uh, he said Chuck Billy. That's an interesting one. Because that is an interesting one. I don't. I Testament is is well loved, well known. Yeah. But when you with the first top five thrash metal vocalists, he might not be your top pick. Now, who are we asking? Like just metal fans yeah, or just thrash metal, metal fan. fans? Ah, I yeah. look at Testament more as a whole than their separate parts with vocalists and including, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Chuck Billy, I mean, and Chuck Belly is not, he's not the original vocalist either. Exactly. Yeah. And, when, and, well, and just what you just said, like you look at them as a whole. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing with extreme metal also. I mean, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying they're extreme metal, but you know what I mean? It's like, they you're, tried. you're thinking about them as a whole. So uh, Rob Bone said Adrian Cowan for damn sure, criminally underrated. Um, our good friend Maurice Eggenschweiler, he has he has a lot. Um, so we don't have to really talk about everything on his list, but we can go through I, it. I definitely agree with... with I agree on some of these, because some of yeah. the, his... Some of the stuff on his are on my list, and we'll, well get to those later. Yeah, and, and the first one I'll say that one of the ones on my list is Matt's Levin. Matt's Levin, yeah, for sure. So he says crazy underrated. Well, let's not talk about ours until we'll just let we'll just go through there. Yeah, because a lot of the bands on a lot of the people on his list are definitely on mine. So he said Matt's Levin, Jorn Lande, Mick Moss, Tom England, Jenny Ann Smith, A. A. Williams, Dana Ort. See, some of these people I don't know. Emma Ruth Rundle. Chelsea Wolf, Ellen er, uh, Larson, Rosalie Cunningham, Roy Kahn. Oh, that name that name sounds familiar. Dan Swano, Jonas Rensky, JB Apollo, Papa Tanasio, Joachim Nielsen, Jack Sauce. It's a hard word to say. Per Weiberg, Aaron Stainsorp, Alan Averill, Devin Graves, and Magnus Equal. So. A lot of good names, and you might hear some of those names pop up in a little bit. Just a spoiler. Um, <clears throat> David Crossbowman uh, from that metal podcast says, Midnight of Crimson Glory. Uh, Ken Hoekstra says, Ralph Sheepers. You might hear that name again. Uh, the band that I mentioned earlier, Grave. I, I, I don't know. They actually commented, too. Yeah. So uh, their choices are Dave Hunt from Anonitros, Mortus from Marduk, Alan Averill from Primordial, and Jarvis from Night Demon. I yeah. think those are all good choices. Marduk maybe I I, 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 I was I, I was thinking about I was looking at that Marduk pick and going like hmm interesting. Uh, you mentioned uh, Chris Nietzsche from 
the Metal Exchange podcast earlier. So his choices were Terrence Holler from Ex Eldritch, Sarah Squandrani from Ancient Bard, mm-hmm. Alessandro Conti, Trick or Treat, and Twilight Force, Roberto Taranti, Labyrinth, uh, and Michael Erickson from Circus Maximus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from a diehard power metal guy, those are really um, interesting picks. Yes. I, I definitely Couple agree. A couple of Italians there. Yeah. All mostly Italian, truthfully, uh, and then his co-host on the Metal Exchange podcast, Justin Kramer, Matthias Blod from Falconer, Michael Erickson, Circus Maximus, Anders Engberg from Sorcerer. Oh, that's a great pick. Eric Gronwall from Skid Row, Girish Pradam from Girish and the Chronicles, and Alexander Strand- Strandel from Crown and Art Nation. Do some obscure stuff I've in there. I've never heard that before. Well, so. I know I know who Strandel is, but wow, that's a deep pull. Yeah. Uh, and then Colin Elliott, our good friend, Michael Sweet from Striper, phenomenal voice. Um, when, sure. when I saw the Michael Sweet thing, I, it made me think about like pop metal vocalists that have been you know, overlooked. And I, so I threw a couple of those on my list. I don't know if we're going to get to them, but sure, we can, but, um, um, yeah, I also reached out to, uh, some of our old co-hosts. So cryptos gave me his list and, uh, he goes, John Arch, Doug Pinnock, Mike Howe, Ray Alder, Mark Bowles, and Tony Martin for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's <laughs> that is definitely a cryptos list, by that's the way. definitely a cryptos list. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with Ray Alder. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Fate's Warning are one of the best prog metal bands out there. But but John Arch, I mean, would you say underrated? I think properly rated, right? Yeah. Uh, let's not get into that because it's going to be. Yeah, I, I know. Don't you? But but don't you think there is like because you can't because if we start just saying every one of these guys is underrated. Sure. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, there is such a thing as properly rated, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Well, Doug Pennick is properly rated. King's X and its in entirety, I think, are still underrated. As a whole, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Mike Howe, man, he's one of my favorite. He's on my list, I'll tell you that much right now, from Metal Church. Uh, rest in peace. He was one of my favorite uh, underrated thrash vocalists because... His unique delivery was second to none. Nobody else was doing what he was doing, really. It's like the reason why I think like King's X is is legitimately underrated yeah. as a band is because of Doug Pinnock, which yeah. I think by default makes Doug Pinnock sure. like properly rated. You know, I'll go with that. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to our list. Um, who do you have next? Um, let's see. Who am I gonna pick here? Um, you know what? I'm going to agree with um, I'm going to agree with uh, was it Justin or Chris who said Matthias Blad from Falconer. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, and the reason, and now, so deep power metal fans will will understand that Matthias Blad is awesome. But the 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 masses of power metal fans, the general power metal fan, tends to not like Falconer because of Matthias Blad, or they just or or they just think it's like he sounds like different and they don't understand well, he why a, he sounds different it's because matthias blood is not a metal singer and, and he doesn't sing like a metal singer on these recordings now go with me here um a lot of the underrated people i've noticed on my list have unique deliveries yeah oh yeah so i wonder if that if that's like a 
their 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 style, their delivery, however you want to call it. Yeah, it's uh, polarizing. Like so, if you were in the in the vocal booth while they're recording uh, like Iron Maiden album, and you're standing next to Bruce Dickinson, you're going to see him like belting with yeah. power and delivering with like you know he's he's sometimes like you know just putting projecting power into the microphone right as a metal singer. Yeah, Matthias Blad when he sings in the in the vocal booth, he's just singing like he would sing sing at the theater. It just so happens he's singing over heavy, yeah. you know, really heavy power metal. And he doesn't project his voice or or put any kind of like power into it like a metal singer, but that's on purpose. That's just who he is. He's right. not a metal singer. He's a theatrical singer. And I think that he he's so underappreciated even in power metal circles for what he's accomplished and how just gorgeous his voice is. And it's so frustrating because like I think that a lot of people have just never given Falconer a shot because they just can't get past the weirdness of the vocals there, you know, but the music is amazing. And, and combined with his voice, it's this rich folky power metal, you know, greatness. Uh, so my, the next person on my list, um, great songwriter, uh, one of my favorite vocalists of all time, but he's not the main vocalist of the band that he was in originally. Uh, I'm going with John Oliva. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, big, you know, he was on the first, he was a singer in the beginning, um, but there's something deep and powerful about his vocals. When you hear John Oliva belt it out, you just stop and listen. And like when he did that Aventasia song, it was just like, holy crap. Um, yeah, I will agree with you on John Oliva. I think he is underrated because I've heard a lot of criticism from like, fellow metal fans of mine who are like ah you know Oliva's just ridiculous as a no. singer and it's like i don't think you guys realize how awesome he is I like got to see him on that tour um it was a tour after the solo album he did which was phenomenal um it was at the concert pub north or something yeah. like that there wasn't a lot of people he did like a little meet and greet with people um super nice super jokey you know um but it was such a such a great experience. It was like they did he did sabotage stuff and he did John Oliva's pain stuff and he did stuff from his solo album. It was a great great show. Well, just speaking of unique delivery, like yeah. the, the 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 weird phrasing choices that he used throughout his career, <laughs> yeah. like like even on that Call of the Mountain King, something like you know a song that most people should know. Just the weird kind of utterances that come yeah. out of his voice midway through during the solo during that little bridge connecting the solo you're like what the hell is he doing yeah, it's, it's, it's so insane but like i love his choice all the choices he makes and like just the 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 richness and theatricality that just exudes from his voice you know it's yeah. it's got such character to it and so like when you hear an album like streets there's sure. like only he could pull that off because he he put so much menace and you know sinister tone in that vocal of his and yeah he's really underrated i'm gonna go through a couple more here um on my list because i want to i don't there's some that i do want to spend more time on some i don't um mentioned earlier on the metal geek society post somebody said ralph sheepers and i totally agree um you might not like primal fear as a band i know i know some people in the power metal community they might not but he is one of the most powerful vocalists out there. Imagine, just imagine we lived in a world after Rob Halford left Judas Priest 
and Ralph actually got the job instead right. of Ripper Owen. Yeah. Imagine how much of a better world we would live in right now. Well, you know, I don't know if Rob Halfrey comes back to the band in that situation. That's true. Um, I like Ralph Sheepers. I think he's a very, very good vocalist, very powerful voice. I don't think he's underrated, though. I just think he's a good vocalist. Like, underrated, well, yeah. like, because I don't really hear a lot of originality in his voice. To me, like, I hear a guy who really loves that Halford style and, and molded his voice to fit into that. Like, I've always appreciated him for that, and I like Primal Fear as a band, but I never really thought of that him as being an underrated vocalist. I just think that he's a good vocalist, you know? Like, Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, we, we, we have to, I guess we would be remiss, if we didn't say Jordan fucking Lande, because um, in the grand scheme of things, he's yes. underrated. Yeah. yeah, I think people who know power metal circles, he's obviously not. But but in the larger scheme of metal fans, people a lot of people don't know who he is. So by just by virtue of not being that well known in power metal, he's not underrated. He, I, yeah, I think he's properly rated. But in metal, in general, he is underrated. And that's what I think. This we got to look at it as a whole, you know. Right. Um, next on my list, I was going to. Uh, I'm going to mention great vocalist. He was in um, some of my favorite albums. He did with Threshold, um, but just like his Iron Maiden stuff that he's done, his his solo stuff. Uh, Damien Wilson, very underrated. And he looks like um, he looks like Robin Williams. He, he does look like Robin Williams. <laughs> Every time we watch one of those uh, Arion live shows, we're like, we're like, oh look, what Robin Williams is back on stage. <laughs> but uh, if you never heard Headspace and uh, his stuff with Star One, him and uh, one of my next people on my list, Dan Swano, together on those those early Star One albums fucking phenomenal uh swano's on my list swano's on my list yeah. for sure I, I i seriously just like no one talks about him as a vocalist no but if you but as an extreme metal vocalist he's, he's one of my favorite extreme metal vocalists yeah, of all time yeah, incredibly and, underrated as an extreme metal vocalist yes and as a queen metal or as a queen vocalist for sure i i love uh extreme metal vocalists who are able to pronunciate and be an, an enunciate and you can yeah. hear the words and you uh the first two people that come to my mind that are both underrated to me is dan swano and paul kerr well and just his easy you know like like on on edge of sandy does those transitions from yes. like from like extreme to like doing the queens like he was one of the first guys to do that and, Same, and doesn't really get the credit right. for it i mean yeah paul paul kerr wouldn't be there if swano wasn't doing that originally but right Paul Kerr, one of my favorite death vocalists, extreme vocalists, and one of my favorite yeah, clean vocalists. Very underrated. He's so underrated. That whole band, I think, is. Um, and we're not blowing smoke up anybody's collective butt. Uh, we do know them. We're friendly with them. But I was a huge fan of the band before that. So yeah, um, November's Doom is still, it's one of my underrated bands. Um, I know we probably talked about it on the show. Yeah. Uh, I have two more names before I move on to uh, to your couple next ones. Uh, the Tyrant Harry Conklin, man. Jack Panzer. Yeah. Unique, unique delivery. Uh, new album just came out a month or ago. It's great. Um, I, I've always liked his, his style. 
Um, and the next one for me is Alan Tecchio. We mentioned Watchtower earlier. He did a Watchtower release, but uh, his stuff with Hades, the New Jersey thrash band, it's yeah. great. I such a great uh, vocalist. Um, unique. We talk about unique delivery. He's he's right there. He gets some high note, but he has like a uh, some of their later stuff when they were like you know doing mod. I, I hate to say the word modern thrash, but yeah, more modern take on stuff yeah he's so damn good and i think that too i'm, I'm gonna play a song from hades i'm gonna play something super old probably from at first you don't succeed so we'll get into that let's hear your next couple and we'll get into your next pick um so i'm gonna say we're talking about swano because he was he's on my list yeah. um i'm gonna bounce back to power metal for a second here and talk about alfred romero uh, from Darkmore, who has been the Darkmore the Darkmore vocalist since 2003, and whenever people talk about Darkmore, they always talk about those first you know two albums and Elisa, and Elisa was like a really good vocalist, and those and I but I think that it's possible that she might be a little overrated as a vocalist because people just love those first two Darkmore albums mm-hmm. so much that they sort of elevate her, but like honestly, Alfred is seriously one of the most underappreciated vocalists in power metal. His voice is rich has like real character to it and a distinct tone and um, his, just the way he, you know, sings and enunciates stuff and his delivery. He has a style all his own. And I don't think he gets the kind of credit he deserves for being like a really creative singer. And I've loved all that, like recent, like the dark more stuff that they've put out since he's joined the band, you know, some albums more than others, but he's got such a unique, like, voice just a, a i don't know i i feel like he's criminally underrated and um hmm. in the same genre i'm gonna say i kind of debated on this because i was like yeah power metal fans really rate this guy high but he's not really well known outside of that daniel Heyman from uh lost horizon oh yeah um those first those i mean those two lost horizon albums are masterpieces and power metal fans should know them and if you don't well, that's you know the case for him being underrated and that band being underrated. Uh, he also has a new band called Sacred Outcry, or I'm not sure if it's a project or a band. But is that who that album. is? I've yeah. seen that. I have not listened to it yet, but it's, it's like on my it's really list. good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so that's something to check out this year. Uh, I'm gonna say also going um, one more for power metal. I'm gonna yes, say please. Chris Bay from Freedom Call. Oh yes. Mm- powerful voice doesn't really get recognized as a top vocalist in the genre but he is i think legitimately one of the best one of the best cheesy power metal bands out there yeah i mean he's just got a tremendous voice uh, like beyond that album is incredible just from him for his performance alone i did see him on one of the last year maybe one of the live streams from one of the big festivals and wasn't great live right yeah but they just put a live album out um like this month so if you uh, want to hear some more Freedom Call, check out that album. I can't remember what it's called. I just saw it on my my list. So did you know about that yet? I did not know about the live album, no. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. It's called The Metal Fest, M-E-T-A-L. So uh, it, I don't, I'm not sure where it's from, but I'll have to look that up. But yeah, it's a big Metal Fest uh, performance, like 17 songs. Pretty yeah. cool. 
that is the power metal grouping I had. Because you know, I, I I really tried to be critical on the power metal ones. Be like, all right, are they are they under are they underrated? Because I like the band. <laughs> or are they actually sure. underrated? Do you have another track um, you want to play? I'm gonna say of the from the group by that we just had. Um, Darkmore already we already played them on our underrated bands episode, yeah, so I'm not did. gonna play them. I'm gonna say that we should play Edge of Sanity. Um, what do you think? Uh, I would say Black Tears because I think that's a great example of how, just how versatile of a vocalist he was. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. So my pick is gonna be King in Exile from Hades, and then we're gonna get into Edge of Sanity, Black Tears. This is uh, underrated at its best. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the show. That was some uh, Edge of Sanity, Black Tears. Man, okay, so you speak of underrated Dan Swano. He's like the jack of all trades. Yeah. He's a producer, engineer, drummer, guitar player, vocalist, songwriter. Fucking dude can do it all. He's amazing. I mean... You know, the funny thing is, like, hearing, like, him on the track, like, like covering Halford, you know, like, the, the cover they did um, when they were covering Out in the Cold. Oh, yeah. Uh, Witherscape. Yeah. Underrated project right there. Yeah. I mean, and just his vocals there, it's like, damn, that's a, that's a tough song to cover, and he pulled it off yeah. in, in his own style. But, man, yeah. Um, that He's he's been one of my favorite vocalists. Just in, a, in even in extreme metal, I would say he's one of my favorite singers of all time. Um, yeah, I love Dan Swano. And so before that, we had uh, Hades, King in Exile, from If At First You Don't Succeed. Um, Mr. Alan Tecchio? Yeah, I'm like, that doesn't sound right, but yeah, that's the name of the album, If At First You Don't Succeed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's right, that is correct. Yeah, Alan Tecchio, great fucking vocalist. Um, not the best production. They could go back and redo some of those earlier <laughs> yeah. albums, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so great. So let's move on to some more on our list. Um, I have a, a very, uh, a, a varied list of some, uh, vocals I want to mention. Uh, I want to mention Arjen Lukinson because he's the first person <laughs> to tell you that he hates his vocals, but I think they're some of the best on, on, on his albums. Okay. <laughs> Why do you laugh so so much? I mean, I I didn't expect that name to be brought up here, but if you listen to his solo album, yeah, uh, out in the real real world, yeah, and some of the stuff he does on some of their on some of the albums, he's a great vocalist. He just doesn't he's he doesn't think he's a good songwriter. He doesn't think he's a good guitar player. He doesn't think he's a good singer. So a real inferiority complex. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, one of my favorite. Uh, underrated power metal bands, and it might be very polarizing to some people, is Dream Evil. Yeah. I like uh, the vocalist is Nicholas Itzfeldt. He's a great fucking vocalist. Yeah. Real um, character in that voice. Yes. Um, and we mentioned his name earlier, uh, Apollo. Papa Tanasio, he is yeah. such a great vocalist, unique delivery. Um, uh, we... The the project he did after Firewind, we sell the dead. Nobody talks about that. It's yeah. a great, great, more sort of rocking, more rock influenced stuff, but is good. Um, yeah, he has one of my favorite vocalists. But I, I, um, I mean, I like Firewind. Who who's a vocalist now? I can't. We saw I saw him live last year. Oh right, yeah. Um, oh boy. I'm gonna have to look it up on that name because they they're putting a li- they're putting a live album out. Yeah, and I've heard a couple of the tracks and they're okay. Um, members, current member uh, Herbie Langan. That's who it is. That's right, Herbie. Yeah, I like Herbie, but he's not Apollo. Right. He there's there is powerfulness to his voice and in, in his delivery that is unmatched. Really is they they found something very special with Apollo. Um, I wish they'd be able to keep them, but you know, yeah. things happen in bands. Um, going to a little bit of a thrash style here, Flotsam and Jetsam, Eric AK. 
definitely unique. Definitely yes. a unique delivery. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, real That's definitely where I gravitate towards is uniqueness like that. Right. Doesn't get talked about as far as like great thrash singers either. And they and they've put out some great fucking albums, some classic albums. Um I've seen them live multiple times. I saw them live after Eric was in in the band and James Rivera took over for a little bit. Yeah. James Rivera, you know, local hometown hero to Houston. But he's a great vocalist too. Yeah. Underrated. Hellstar is definitely underrated in the in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Not not locally in Texas, but around the world. I mean and he he's he pushes all the time. He's always playing, always performing. Um, he has the 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 Synth Wave heavy metal album uh, coming out with our good friend Maurice on guitar. Oh yeah, uh, comes out soon. Actually, yeah, they're doing a, a, a album release party here soon. So uh, I have a couple more before we get on to your next batch. Um, mentioned earlier, Eldritch, uh, Terrence Holler. Uh, one of the reasons I like that band, Eldritch, they're they're. I want to say wacky. They're they're a little off. They're a little weird in their uh, songwriting, but he's such a good vocalist too. And uh, this is a band that played here the other day between the Barry to me, Tommy Giles Rogers. Yeah. Did you go to that show? I did not go to that show. Um, I was, I was thinking about it, but um, there was a lot of concerts I missed this weekend. We're missing one tonight. Havoc is playing with Wolf Skull. Oh yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Tommy, we missed Overkill on Friday or Thursday or yeah Thursday. If it, it's been a week, man. Um, but yeah, I like Tommy Giles Rogers. His 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 clean his uh, his his deep growls, everything in between. He fits that band so perfectly um, because they can go from zero to a hundred and all all kinds of places in between, and everything he does fits so perfectly. Uh, comparatively, um, I compare him to what Mike Patton is to Face No More because I I love Mike Patton's voice. He's able to do all kinds of of weirdness and and but he has such a a, a haunting, beautiful voice too. At the same time, yeah, I I almost hate to call him underrated, but I would put him in that category too. Who Mike Patton? Mike Patton. No, come on now. I, Be honest. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you in calling Mike Patton an absolutely top tier vocalist, but I think most of the world knows that. So I don't think, by definition of that, he would be underrated. Most of the, most of the fandom knows it. Yeah, but I mean, like, so you have to narrow this down because then otherwise, every, every vocalist will be underrated. Just that you like, you can just say like, "Oh, I think James Hetfield's underrated." It's like, oh, what I the fuck are you talking? Definitely about? don't think that. Like, 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 <laughs> he's I think overrated. Like Mike Patton is like when people talk about great rock vocalists, the, he's one of the first ones that comes to mind. Yeah. So I, I even I, stuff he's done outside of Face No More, like Phantom Moss and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I just don't think he's underrated because he's known for being an amazing vocalist. So. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. What? Who's next on your list? Um. So uh, Alan Averill was on my list also, and and he appeared in a lot of other people's lists did. that we talked about before. But I think he's just got such a Remind bizarre from, what band he's from primordial, primordial, and he's just got such a bizarre approach to his voice. He does. And I, I I've always been kind of enchanted with it. Actually, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm more a fan of his vocals than I am of Primordial in, in general. No, oh, really, which is a weird thing to say. Um, 
I like Primordial a lot. But uh, also, I want to agree with Chris uh, Nietzsche, who said Sarah Squadrani is a singer that I don't think gets enough credit, um, Ancient Bard's vocalist, for being the kind of versatile, just dynamic, really powerful voice that doesn't really get talked about when we talk about yeah. great vocalists in that genre. Everyone always talks about... Um, you know, Flora Jansen or whatever, and and Tom um, Simon, yeah, and yeah. and Sarah is like low key been one of the great singers in power metal, just in power metal in general. Sure. So, um, I I want to give her credit. Uh, I'm going to say that I want to I want to throw a couple more names into that list of I I hate the female fronted vocalist bullshit, but uh, I want to throw uh, Marcella Bovio into that list. Yeah. And uh, she's she's been great in everything she's done. Um, Stream of Passion and then the Arion projects she's been in and everything else. Um, the White Horse Black. I can't think of the name of that band, but she's been in so many projects. I'm gonna look. I, I can't think of the name of that band. It's like White Horse something. Um, but. I'm going to look this up. Because, what, one more but, you know. one more in the genre uh, in that same area is Diane Van Geersbergen's on my oh, yeah. list. Um, no relation to Annika Van Geersbergen, but... I saw her live when she was in her last tour of Zandria. Oh, really? And it was maybe one of the best vocal performances I've ever heard live. She was just amazing like to hear. And I've always been a fan of her approach, especially on that last Zandria album she did. Um, and uh, I'm going to say... That I already mentioned Chris Bay as a power metal vocalist, but I'm going to say uh, that I'll agree with you on, on uh, Michael Erickson, Circus Maximus, um, just for the uniqueness alone, you know? Uh, I don't think he gets talked about that much. I mean, um, unique is, yes, he, you can compare him to Hanzi a lot. Yeah. Uh, also, Dark Horse, White Horse, that's the name of the band I was thinking of that she put out a couple years ago. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's a good project. Uh, who else? Oh, you, you know who we haven't mentioned yet? Who? Jonas Rensky. Yes, uh, he's on my list. Yeah. Uh, we're getting into different territory, but I want to go back. I wanted to mention uh, Brittany Slays, too. I know she's sort of newer in the genre, but such a powerful voice and uh, going that her voice is going to take... Yeah, I'll that agree with you. So far, I'll agree with that. She's underrated because I don't think that. I wonder if people overlook her because I don't know. Like, yeah, she's underrated because the aggression that band puts out, and she's just she matches their aggression. Like, sure, she she never gets her voice is just so commanding, and seeing her live, uh, she was. It's ridiculous a lot. And one more person I want to throw into that into that uh, genre. Uh, we we have to mention Cami Gilbert, dude, because yeah. she is one. Besides knowing her and all that, but being aside, we don't. If we didn't know who she was, never met her before. Her soulful vocals are it's something brand new to this style of music and to, to metal in general. It's not really been done before, and uh, she is such a phenomenal vocalist. It's uh, it's a shame that more people don't know who she is. Uh, all her all of her work on Starlight Nash was like 
That was like, I mean, that was one of my albums of the year. Yes. So that was, uh, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. She was a great, you know, I always it feels like I'm always going back to Arion, but on Trains of Tis, which was not the best Arion album, which God. I'll admit, <laughs> she was a, a shining point on that album. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I think we should, I, 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 I will hold. If you want to check her out, listen to Starlight Nash. Do not listen to Transitus, <laughs> for God's sake. Well, no, there's one song, the song she does with Tommy Karavik, the 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 song they do together. That's phenomenal. If, if you say so. <laughs> I, I do say so. Um, <laughs> all right, so you started getting into a little bit more of extreme uh, style. Who, who, who are you mentioning? Uh, so it was Jonas Sorensky. Oh, uh, I also have David Gold from Woods. David Gold is was my next mention right now. Yeah, uh, Woods of Ypres is such uh, an amazing and and uh, an important band to me. They, it, it's a rest in peace to David, one of the best vocalists in that genre to ever produce anything. Um, great. all five Woods of Ypres albums are, are phenomenal. Great extreme vocals. Great extreme. Really mournful, haunting. expressive, haunting, yes. clean vocals. And uh, I want to say, uh, to shout out the, one of the people he was influenced by, um, Ville Lahawa from Sentenced. Yes, Ville. Uh, I know a lot of people think his voice is just kind of uh, a little bit like warbly and out of control, but like. To me, that's like the character in his voice. That's the characteristic I enjoyed, and yeah, that's a great one because we 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 always we're harping back on this uniqueness thing, and a lot of these people like that. They they're not trying to sound like anybody else, and that's what makes me appreciate them even more. Yeah, right. Be yourself. Exactly, be yeah. your be who you want to be. However, your vocals are 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 different, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, David Gold's a great one. If you haven't heard this band, Orphans of Dusk, that just came out with an album called Spleen. Horrible band name or horrible album <laughs> name. But um, if you like Wood the V Prey and you like Typo Negative, um, and you like Burton C Bell, who I think very very polarizing but very underrated. His clean vocals when they are when they're <laughs> I hate okay when his clean vocals are processed correctly. They're phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, sometimes live, he's not the best, but um, you gotta. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go out on the limb and say he, he, his clean vocals are great. Even some of the early growls he tried to do weren't great, but he got a lot better at it. That's a tough one because I, I don't know if I Very would agree with you. I know. Yeah, because it's still one of those things where it's like I don't know if I ever. I don't even know if I know what that guy sounds like because it's always under like processing and whatever sure. vocal filter or whatever is going on. Um, you know what? In the same s- spirit of that controversial thing, I'm going to say Kobe Farhi from Orphan Lands on my list. list. Um, he's not the greatest. I'm not going to say he's like a great singer, but I think that again, going back to uniqueness, his clean vocals are so unique and they're so soulful and emotive in yeah. their own way. And and it sounds so strikingly different from anything I've ever heard. And I do think he's a really underrated extreme metal vocalist. Um, and the fact that he can just switch it up on a dime, again, like that goes back to the whole, you know, Dan Swano thing. I think that Kobe has that in spades. So 
Um, just his performance on, you know, um, Unsung Prophets, that album alone, yeah. like, puts him on here, I think. I want to, uh, at, at this point, we're talking about more extreme, uh, harsher styles, let's say that. Atsira from Suspiria. Yeah. Oh, man. His, those three or four albums he did with Suspiria are, are phenomenal. Um, I, I just, I just love his vocal style. Talk about uniqueness uh, in his delivery and an approach. Um, yeah, I, I actually I want to play something from Suspiria because we don't play them enough. So let's take a quick little break again and play a couple more tracks. What do you say? Okay. What 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 would be uh, your next pick? Uh, I am gonna go in the complete opposite direction and pick someone on my list that I haven't mentioned yet. Oh, perfect. Let's do um, it. Is in the, I would say, more hard rock vein, but yeah. no one talks about this band at all, and certainly not this vocalist. Uh, Danny Bowes of Thunder, the band Thunder, and uh, incredibly gifted vocalist, great hard rock band, classic hard rock band from the early 90s, and they, you know, they put out a great album a year ago. And yeah, they did. That's right. And Danny is one of the greatest vocalists in rock and hard rock. And just unless you're like a subscriber to Classic Rock Magazine, you probably don't know who this guy is. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. For a long time, yeah. So uh, I'm going to play? play "Dirty Love." What's what's that album from? Uh, Backstreet Symphony. One of the great rock albums, uh, rock debut albums of all time. All right, so. Uh... We're going to get into a different, definitely a, a wide variety here. Let's start off with Suspiria, and we're going to uh, end that set with some Sunder. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
And we're back to the show. That was some damn dirty love. Uh, I should have warned my dog that there was going to be thunder, but I didn't. She's okay. It's okay. <laughs> she got through it. Yeah. Um, so that was one of your picks, Sunder from uh, 1990s Backstreet Symphony. That was Dirty Love. Now, uh, that's probably the most rocking pick maybe on our list. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a couple of, uh, you know, that's sort of glamish, you know, that that whole era. Um, one person I always loved from that era, we mentioned uh, Dangerous Toys earlier. But uh, Tammy Downs from uh, Faster Pussycat. Yeah. No, like legitimately great vocalist. Yeah. Um, I would I would say that, uh, you know, it's fun. <sighs> hmm. Is Tom Kiefer underrated? Uh, he's rated. I think he's I think he's properly rated. I yeah. think everyone knows that he's a great vocalist. And that's the thing. That's why I didn't say stuff like Jeff Keith or Tesla. I mean, everyone knows like he's a good people acknowledge them as great. He vocalists. was a good vocalist. He, later later in his career, it's not been so great. Um, I will say this. I don't think that Klaus Meiner gets the respect that he deserves as a singer. No, I, I understand that like hard rock fans like enjoy his voice, but I'm just saying like if we're gonna expand out and say in the world in general, he doesn't get the proper respect for being so distinctive. He has yeah. such such distinct. No one in the world sounds like that guy, you know. And um, so, are you putting him underrated? I'm gonna say he's underrated because they're so big. They're they're yeah. so they were so influential to metal in general being the biggest band to come out of of Germany, he doesn't get the credit he deserves as a, just a worldwide like rock vocalist. I agree on that. Yeah. I mean, the winds of change are coming. I mean, I mean, it just, you know, that rich character in his voice, you know, it unmistakable. uh, voice. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's him, you know, uh, one of my favorite, uh, was it Aventasia songs was him. Him and, and Toby, Tobias, yeah. man, they uh, they harmonize pretty well together. Yeah, Dying for an Angel. Yes. Yeah. Is a, would Toby, would you put Tobias Samet? No, I wouldn't. Um, because whenever people talk about great power metal vocalists, he's one of the first names that pop up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's the same reason why Hansi Kirsch is not an underrated vocalist. Sure. Everyone knows, like, you know, Hansi's great. So, yeah. So, in, in, in that respect... Um, would you put? I, I'm go go with me here. We we both saw Halloween recently. Mm-hmm. Would you put Andy Darris on that underrated list? Uh, uh, yes. Of those singers, I would say Darris <laughs> is the underrated one. Sure, because I comparatively think, to Michael Kiske, it's it's. I mean, Kiske is one of the great greatest in history. If you're yeah. one, if you're one of the greatest vocalists in in metal history. You can't be underrated, you that, know? I've, Andy Darius has a great voice. He really yeah. does. It's different uh, than what uh, Kisuke does. It, it, it was like, it reminded me of watching uh, Devin Townsend a few weeks ago with, with Dream Theater, right? Yeah. Devin Townsend came out, and he's such a powerful and, and great voice. And then Dream Theater came out, and... Uh, he got blown away. Yeah. And then they did a spirit carries on as their, as their finale song. And they invite, uh, Devin to come back out and sing parts of that song. And you just like, Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. I felt so bad for James Labrie. I mean, and James Labrie is not a 
horrible vocalist, but he's not <laughs> great all the time. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's different things that he does really well, and there's some that he doesn't. That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, all right. So <laughs> there we go. So that was uh, Sunder, and then we had before Suspiria, and I played you one of my favorite cover songs, uh, The Sun Always Shines on TV from yeah. Suspiria. Really good. One of my favorite covers of all time. Yeah. Great, great track in, in the first place. Um, all right, so you want to let's move on a little bit. Um, I don't really have a lot of mine, the rest of mine, in like some kind of genre ish um, area. But we, we just mentioned "Tame Me Down." Um, I want to mention a ba- a name you might not know, but from a, a phenomenal band that it's very. I think influential on some modern uh, death doom, death doom gothic metal, and that's uh, his name is Mane Ikonin. He's from the band Ghost Brigade. Hmm. Yeah. Um, underrated as hell because if I just told you that name, you wouldn't know who it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, by that, yeah, that definition. And Ghost Brigade, I think, put out some phenomenal albums that get overlooked majorly yeah and they they were doing that uh like that death doom gothic influenced um stuff way before some of the newer bands are doing it right now right and definitely influenced and if you hadn't heard uh the drummer from swallow the sun they put out a project a couple years ago called endless forms most gruesome great project so that's one of my other ones on that on my list uh and i might even actually i'm going to probably play a ghost brigade song as my final pick for this evening, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, in, in that same genre, I want to go with Egan O'Rourke. He's from the band Daylight Dies. Okay. That's yeah. A, yeah. That's an Which, interesting pick. You know, members of that band, uh, they put out the, that uh, 2020 album, MMXX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, featuring a bunch of different vocalists that were influential in the, in the death doom scene, including my next one uh, from antimatter, Mick Moss. Okay, yeah. I don't know formerly much about from, him. For, formerly was an anathema. Right. But wasn't the singer an anathema? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I know anything by him as a singer. I don't think so. You might have not just listened to him. Yeah. Um, Powerful, powerful fucking voice. Um, definitely... Uh, unique it's it's uh it's deep and rich uh and it fits the music he does there's a uh song on the new <clears throat> mmxx 2020 uh ep they just put out that he sings and it's really really good i might play that track instead of an antimatter song we'll we'll figure that out in a minute um i do want to mention a couple of uh people that we've sort of overlooked in my list uh i want to talk about snake from Voivod. Okay. When you talk about uniqueness and definitely unique, he's, and it fits the music so well. They just put out, uh, a re call. They put out an album called more Goss tales like this past week. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is re-recording of early, uh, Voivod songs. And it just works, man. Those, some of those are earlier albums, definitely from like 83, 84 needed to be redone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's just something uh, about his delivery that nobody else is doing it like that. 
No, no, that, he definitely sounds incredibly unique. Um, and in that, speaking of that, uh, I want to mention uh, Mile Petrozo from Creator. Hmm. Underrated a little bit because um, I didn't get into Creator until later in my metal life. Um, yeah. So I've gone back and dived deep into their, you know, catalog. Uh, I think the argument can be made depending on your perspective. Sure. Because if you ask me, like, hey, top four thrash vocals, he'd be in the top four. Oh, so, I, so I don't consider him underrated just because he's the, one of the first guys that comes to mind for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like at this point, everyone sort of knows who he is or well, knows yeah, that yeah. voice. And But creator is not there. Again, I, you know, it, it, but yeah. see, it's, it's the scope. It's like, are we going from the scope of the dumb, dumb at the Metallica concert who just was, you know, oh, sure. just like Metallica. Or are you talking about the educated metal fan? Like, right. It's you know? the, the, the everyday metal guy that only knows that Slayer and Metallica are thrash. There's nobody else. Yeah. See, I, I, I guess my perspective is like, I like the perspective of the, you know, like I'm into more than just Metallica sure. and Pantera. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm trying to be an educated metal person. And that's kind of my baseline of like, yeah. does that person, th- would that person consider this vocalist underrated or something? I don't know. Uh, so let me ask you about this one. Uh, one of my favorite thrash metal bands is Death Angel. Would you go with Mark Asaguada? Uh I wouldn't say that he's underrated. I mean, I think he's a good vocalist. Um, I don't know. This is that's an interesting one. I think this is where personal preference is going to come yep. into play. You know? I, I I agree on that. Uh, I, I think he he's one of my favorite thrash vocalists. Um, Act three is in my top ten albums of all time. Yeah. Um, though I have a I have a, a soft spot for his style, you know, and he has a uniqueness to him too as well. So yeah, I. It feels like we just gravitate to that stuff. We don't, we don't gravitate to cookie cutter, um, same same style. You know, right? Yeah. We don't want everybody to sound like Bruce Dickinson. We don't well, want everybody to sound like fucking James Hetfield. That's the thing, and I mean, yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. That's the thing is like in say in power metal, for example, there are a lot of great singers in power metal, and you yeah. have to be a good singer to be the singer of a power metal band, at least somewhat good. And so when you're good, does that, does that automatically make you one way or the other, underrated, overrated, whatever? No, not really. It's just, I, I, for me, I always go back to the criteria. Do you have like a lengthy body of work and amongst fans who would know about that genre, are you still underappreciated for that lengthy body of work? That's kind of what it boils down to me, for me. That's why I wouldn't consider like Melee is underrated because... You know, thrash fans know who Miwe yep. is and they appreciate him, but they might not know who, um, you know, like this particular thrash band's vocalist is or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. With Mark, I mean, you know, you're talking about um, Death Angel. Do th- do thrash fans consider him one of the best vocalists in the genre or a, a, a great vocalist in the genre? It's very opinionated. On yeah, that. that's a tough one. I don't know. Do you have any? Let's go. Let's go back to your list. Well, what, what before, um, uh, you know, my fandom for Swallow Sun is is deep, right? Yeah. Would you consider him underrated, Miko from uh, Swallow Sun? Because he has some of the best 
desk growls in the business, some of the best blackened uh, desks in the business, yeah. and some of the most haunting and, and gut-wrenching clean vocals. Yeah, he is underrated. Because he is, because I don't think there's, I don't think he gets the appreciation he deserves for being so versatile. I agree. And being so good at all of those things. Um, in fact, that particular style of extreme metal, deep extreme metal vocal. Yeah. You know, I, I gotta say, like, if we were throwing, like, like a name like Mikhail Ackerfeld, yeah. I mean, I, I love the Blackwater Park and all I those albums. I love Ackerfeld's voice, yeah. And I do, but I do think that at times he's a little overrated, you know, and, I, and we're not doing overrated vocalists right. in this episode, but conversely comparing him to to miko it's like yeah miko is definitely underappreciated yeah. in that regard you know yeah for sure uh swallow the sun might have a you know a, a recognizable and, and big following but yeah he's not he's not singled out often yeah in conversation he yeah he should be uh that's the album he did um uh the 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 tribute to um Alea Stanbridge. Yeah. Um, Trees of Eternity. Y- yes. Well, that, Cause that was him. Oh and, no, that uh, you're talking uh, about, um, uh, what was he on? Was he on that? Oh no, you're talking about the album. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, the red cover. <laughs> it's, it's blank in my, I'm my looking mind it right up now. Because... Um, I uh, to be honest with you, on my list, I'm sort of exhausted. Most of the big names, sure, or most of this, I, I, because I, I sort of tried to keep my list is shorter than yours. I think I don't um, have many left on my list. I'll be honest with you. The only people I have left on my list are like non-metal guys, more rock guys. So I don't know if you want to do that now or. Um. It starts with a W. I know that album, right? It's like a long title, and, and it's just because I'm tired right now that I can't remember that album. It was on my, it was on my my best albums list right now, or, or that year. Yeah, we're we'll go back to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get around to it. Um, yeah. So, uh, let me go back to. I have a couple more on my list. Um. That uh, I want to mention Michael Haga from Dead Horse. Okay. Um, I, I, of course, big, big Houston band. Um, grew up listening to them. They were one of the very first death metal bands that I got into, sort of back in like the late 80s. Uh, when I was first getting into like extreme or more extreme music, they were one of the first things I heard because I heard, and you know, Bill Bates and Wes Weaver play him on KPFT all the time. And my, I got my mom to buy me their cassette in the mall one day, <laughs> which was surprising, but she did. And I was a huge fan ever since. But I think he's definitely underrated for the style that they were doing. It was sort of, it was, um, you know, he was doing like death growls, but it was more, uh, more enunciation. And it was just something about his style. Uh, even when he did stuff afterwards, he did. He's still doing things, but completely in the opposite direction, you know. But I don't think Mike Haga or Dead Horse gets the recognition that they deserve. Yeah, I mean they're definitely an overlooked band. 
I mean, I look. We we're from the we're from Houston, so that's where they're from. Yeah. So they definitely have a big following here, but. Um, I know there's people I've talked to who have never even heard of them before, you know? I mean, I, I know people who aren't even metalheads yeah. who are, who are, but are people who are plugged into Houston music yeah. and they consider dead horse like legends, you yeah. know? So, oh yeah, they're legends in, in, in the local scene. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's definitely like, if you're not from here, it's hard to maybe get to have a perspective on it, but, um, you know, so one of, one of the people, Colin Elliott had mentioned Michael Sweet. Michael Sweet. Yeah earlier and i and i kind of agree with him um i think i think michael sweet's a phenomenal vocalist i i've never given him the time because i'm not a striper fan yeah i mean in kind of in that genre one of the last names on my list is joey tempest um europe is not a band that gets a lot of the credit it kind of deserves for musicality your final countdown yeah um oh you had had to do that and i think that like really go back and listen to those albums he's on like you know phenomenal vocalist like really expressive distinct character to his voice and he just kind of got they again that whole band got sort of loved in that one over, song overlooked and i mean prisoners in paradise is a phenomenal album their new albums that they've been putting out for the past 15 years have been killer and just really really good work and he's a tremendous vocalist never lost that power never lost that that ability, that expressive, distinctive tone too. So, I, I really like him. Um, also, I don't know if he's underrated now that he's in Avantasia and everything. But Eric Martin. Oh yeah, I, 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 I yes. agree. He was in a super group for like uh, Mr. Big was considered a super group, so he yeah. was like the vocal element of it. So yeah, in the rock circles, people acknowledge him. I still think there's a little underrated though as like a skillful rock vocalist because mm. everyone just thinks about to be with you yeah the, the great ballad I, the ballad yeah a lot of those but, bands that was a lot of the issues a lot of those bands from that from that era it's they got lumped in they got lumped into that whole power ballad which, whole thing which by the way you have to be a damn good vocalist to nail that power ballad but you do but like as a rock vocalist like for mr big's like up to like aggressive stuff like he was phenomenal on that stuff so yeah, I think those two guys, um, Tempest and, and Martin, I think I'm gonna add as my last two. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an Audible in here, uh, even though their last album or the current album that just came out like in the past few months is pretty horrendous. Uh, <laughs> I want to throw Gary Sharon into that list because <laughs> those first two extreme albums were very important to me as a kid. Yeah, as a young uh, listener, um, especially. Part two, it was one of those ones that got like through Columbia House type of deal. Um, I mean, he was good enough to be invited to play in Van Halen, didn't work out, but. Yeah, and I think, you know, to be honest with you, I think a lot of people sort of have um, a negative opinion of him because of that album. Yeah. Which is. I don't think it was his fault. No, it definitely, he didn't write on that album or anything. So, yeah. That's a, it's, I could see him being underrated for that reason. Yeah. But you, I hate to say their, their new album is not good. And that sort of puts up a, a pall on the whole thing. Yes. of like, ah, the new album kind of blows. Have you heard it? <laughs> yeah. It's real. There's like, there's some good guitar parts on it. Like Nuno, there's a, like, well, that's really interesting what he's doing there, but the songs are not good. Yeah. It's just, Oh my God. Um, disappointed to be, to say the least. Um, is that do you have anybody else on your list? No, I, I'm that is a that is the end. All right, of my I, list. I have a couple lists. You, uh, you might, uh, that might sort of uh, you might agree with me on a few of these. Um, 
I want to mention Tommy Christ from Ludacrist and uh, Scatterbrain. Okay. Um, for you know, Ludacrist and Scatterbrain both. You know, I don't I don't want to say joke metal bands, but uh, I I they they definitely were. Um, they had that tongue in cheek aspect to it, but he was a I, I liked his vocals a lot. Um, I just got something really cool from Glenn Cummings from Ludacris. He found these original sticker sheets from like back in the day, and he was sending them out to fans. And I just got it in the mail yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, so, what do you? This is this might be a different one, okay? But I think he was a phenomenal vocalist, um, and it's very. It's hard to separate the vocalist from the shtick, but I want to say Dave Brocky from Guar. He, mm. because when you look at the band, it's it's as a whole. It's the 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 costumes, the shtick, the the music, everything. But if you if you break it down to its parts, he's a great vocalist. I mean, he definitely has like. Um yeah, because he always felt like he was singing in, a, in like a voice that was not Dave. It was like it was it was his character. Sure. So I, yeah, it's it's that's a weird one because I, I guess it just never came to mind of him being as like an underrated singer. But yeah, I mean to do that to pull it off, it goes back to the John Oliva thing. Yeah. Of like when you're doing an opera like Streets or a rock opera like Streets, you have to inhibit these characters. Yep. And I think that Dave does that same thing in Guar like really well. He does, and the solo, Co- he comedic did a of and the Dave Brocky experience solo albums that he did. I got to see him tour on that, which was really cool. Um, you know, everything is sort of tongue in cheek and and jokey and fun, but he was just a good vocalist. And they just released like two new songs that they found in their um, in their archives with him singing on them. Two two new Gore songs. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Um, Nobody has mentioned Tommy Johansson. Um, yeah. Yeah. He is what I, 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 I love, I love Ring Seed and I, and I love Majestica, but the stuff that he does on his YouTube page, the covers and the original stuff, he is such a phenomenal singer and songwriter and, and, and just all around musician. Uh, I, I would. I definitely want to put him into the mix. I'll I'll put it this way, because I, I I don't know if because he was on like the Voice Fin Sweden or something like that. One was of those he? sing. He that's how he became popular. He was like on one of those singing competition shows on Swedish television. That, I didn't know that. So I I feel like I don't know if I would call him underrated, but I will say this: within the context of Sabaton, he's underrated because they're <laughs> not because they're not utilizing. No, him they're properly. only utilizing him for his guitar playing. Yeah. Which I mean, oh shit! Speaking of Sweden, did we mention Anders Engberg? No. So yeah, I mean, um, sorcerer vocalist Anders Engberg. Somebody uh, mentioned it earlier in the in the post, but yes, we were going to circle back to that for who, sure. Who, by the way, I mean, not only is he a great vocalist for Sorcerer and has been since like you know they they've been around for a long time, but they only released a certain amount of albums, but. He he has an incredible performance on Therion's 2001 live show at Vok, and you can look it up on oh, YouTube, really? where he is just commanding the stage with his vocals, and he's it's a masterclass on on like just great singing live, and it's yeah he's he's an incredible singer, doesn't get talked about even in doom metal circles really. So. Sure, no, I agree on that. The whole band is sort of underrated that in that aspect. Yeah, um, I want to mention Lee Dorian. Oh yeah, uh, the work he did. 
okay, the the early, you know, stuff he did with Cannibal Corpse and all that. Did I say Cannibal Corpse? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Napalm Death. Sorry. Yeah. Um, could we mentioned the the worst vocalist of all time, and <laughs> <laughs> that that came back into my mind. Yeah. Whew. Um, but even the I I love his work with Cathedral. Um, like Witchfinder General Hopkins Witchfinder General, classic track. His his delivery in in those albums, it's so phenomenal, um, so interesting and so different. Um, you, you know, Napalm Death. Yeah, he was you know doing what he had to do to to fit the band. But yeah, when he was able to break out and start his own uh, project, yeah, it's really where he started to shine through. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. And, this, and that actually reminds me of one that we didn't talk about. That's so obvious that we should have mentioned Not James earlier. Hitchell. No, <laughs> but Blaze Bailey. Okay, sure. Because like like you said, like you were just saying with him. Yeah, in the Maiden stuff, it wasn't quite the best fit. No. But those first few Blaze albums yeah. are tremendous. The, uh, what's the uh, mechanical one? S- the Silicon Messiah. So, yes, Thank you. That is one of the great modern metal albums. Yeah, agreed. Like in the last 25, 30 years. That is a fantastic album. Uh, for that, for those, for his solo career alone, for doing those albums alone, I think incredibly underrated. I have uh, two more, two to three more I want to mention. I want to mention Ronnie Romero. Yeah, that oh, guy, definitely, definitely. That guy is such a workhorse. Uh, the Ferryman and then Lords of Black and... Everything that he, uh, that Elegant Weapons album that came out this year, yeah, phenomenal. Rainbow, Rainbow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about him being in Rainbow, yeah. Um, I don't, he might not be underrated because he's utilized a lot, but he just works a lot, you know. Yeah, well, his name just doesn't get thrown out there sure. a lot, you know, but yeah, he's really and another name that's in the same is, is Matt's Levin to me, yeah. We mentioned Matt's earlier, I we, think. Somebody brought passing, him up earlier yeah. in, the, in the chat or in the in the post but yeah i yeah. think i agree again just like andrew zengberg like mm-hmm. get, ch- go check out his work in theory on he was on a couple albums too like um with uh, like really iconic like blood of kingu like I- iconic tracks like that and um yeah. and the last name i want to mention is one of my favorite prog bands i'd be pained not to say it uh <laughs> daniel gimelau Pain of salvation oh okay yeah he's uh definitely I think the whole band, I mean, there's a huge, there's a following for them for right. sure, but they're, they're, their prog is a little wacky, a little crazy. Yeah. Um, and it might not be for everybody, but I really like his, his delivery. Yeah. I, that, that one, that's, I don't know if that, for me, I'm not a fan of that band. Sure. I, I just feel like every time I hear prog metal fans talk about stuff, you know, like, you know, great bands, they are, they're always mentioned and he's always mentioned as one of the, yeah. So there's I been a know. lot of there's been a lot of great prog this year, man. Yeah. The 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 new Riverside and the new Haken album are both just stuck in my mind. I still year. haven't listened re listened to that Haken album. Oh really? You need to. Yeah. Um I think that's the I have two more on my list, but I don't know if I don't know how underrated they are. Um and okay, so go with me on this one. As far as the genre and uh the time period um, he was definitely outshined. Oh, I didn't, I did not, um, li- I was not going for a, um, any kind of <laughs> joke there, but, 
Uh, I'm going with Lane Staley from Allison Chains. Underrated. Under go with me here because the time of 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 Stone Temple Pilots and in in Soundgarden and Nirvana and all that kind of stuff. They were. I always looked at them as the underdogs in that genre because they were more metal than most bands, more doomy, more more sad. And I don't think he got them enough uh, recognition in that whole. People always talk about Soundgarden. They talk about you know Chris Cornell. They don't mention Lane Staley in that same reverence. I don't know, man. When they got their new singer, what's the guy's name? William. Yeah, Duvall? William Duvall. Like when when he came in the band, like the shit that guy got for not being Lane Staley. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would call him underrated. I think he's properly rated. I think people acknowledge Lane Staley as one of the great vocalists of that, of rock and yeah. And the last name I want to mention is somebody that's pretty versatile. You mentioned, I think you might have mentioned him earlier, but that's Nick Holmes, Paradise Lost, yeah, um, Bloodbath, uh, everything that he does, um, yeah. The, it, but the metal fans that know know, right? Metal fans know that he's incredible. That's why he is in Bloodbath and in Paradise Lost, and. In yeah. some, I mean, there might be part, times where he's maybe not the best vocalist. Um, yeah, but those are more stylistic choices. Nothing to exactly. say of his ability, you know. Uh, that that host album that came out this year, it's so fucking good. If you haven't heard that, it's basically yeah. Nick Holmes and Gregor McIntosh. They they've recreate they've um, taken the the host album from the nineties, like what 95 or whatever, the paradise lost album. Yeah. And they've made a modern version of it. It's really good. It's better than the new Depeche Mode album. The new Depeche Mode album is really good. Hmm. So I can't, I can't uh, recommend that host album en- enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much my list. I mean, we've gone, uh, through a wide gamut of bands. And like we talked about earlier, we didn't mention a lot of a death metal stuff because, you know, sometimes it sounds samey. Um, yeah. I mean, you have Donald Tarney, you have Obituary, you have uh, LG Petrov was it was it was interesting and different. There's a lot of ones out there, but it's it, hard to differentiate sometimes. Yeah, well, it, it's so much easier to name like the great death metal vocalist than it is to name like the yeah. underrated vocalist. You know, sure. Yeah, and that, and, that, and the big takeaway from this episode, I think, is like what like if you're listening to this, like what is your definition of underrated? Yeah. Because like, I've said my what my definition is, and would, do you agree with that, or do you think that's crap and something you want something else to be the definition of underrated? I don't know. It's you know. Do you do you agree with any of our picks? Because um, like we said earlier, these are all opinions. Yeah. My opinions differ from what Sean's opinions are on on, on some of this stuff, and um. And you might d- disagree with both of us. So we want to know your feedback. Uh, reach out to us on social media, MSR at MSRcast on all the socials. Um, come to the Metal Geek Society group on Facebook. You can even email us at MSRcast at gmail.com and we will respond. We want to, we want to hear your feedback. We, we want to know uh, who your underrated vocalists are and are any of the ones that we've picked or any of those in your wheelhouse. Who are you shaking your, who are you, who, who has you shaking your head that we didn't mention, right? In this episode. Right. You're just Cause like, we might've forgotten somebody. And as soon as you say, we'd be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You're totally fucking right. It's, it, this was a, it was a lot of fun to put this, this episode together. Um, and we talked about, are we going to do our top 10 here? Nope. 
I think that'd be a totally different episode. Our top ten vocalists. I really need to think about that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. Mine, I've already, I got like half of it done already. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I already know what, you know, I I have ideas in my mind, but putting it on on paper in order, it's, that's a tough one. No, agreed. Um, Speaking of, we mentioned maybe we. I, I want to mention this this guy one 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 more. We mentioned before the dawn earlier, but I want to mention Tomas Tokinen as a vocalist because I think it's phenomenal. I mean, gr- tremendous extreme metal vocalist. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, do you have another song you want to play? Um. Oh. Do, are we going out on We're one? Go out on a couple of tracks here. Let's see. Of the list that I had, who deserves the, um, you know what? We haven't played anything from Daniel Hyman on this show ever. No. So uh, let's do, and the thing is, I know everyone's going to be saying like, well, Highlander, you got to play. That's 12 minutes long. I'm not going to play that <laughs> song. So I'm going to say, let's, let's play Think Not Forever from Lost Horizon. Um, short. That's a three, well, it's about three thirty, three minutes and 30 seconds. It's a good, uh, a good outro song, I think. Well, I'm going to pick one too. Uh, so we'll go, we'll do the Lost Horizon last then. And uh, I want to pick something from the new MMXX 2020 EP. Uh, featuring Miko from Swallow's Son, since we talked about him earlier, um, they did just put a they there was songs that they were supposed to be on the album, but they just they made an EP out of it called The Next Wave, and it just came out in April. So I'm gonna play a track from that called Isolation with uh, Miko Katamaki from uh, Swallow's Son, and uh, we're gonna wrap it up with the Lost Horizon song. I think that'll be a good outro for this episode. Yep. This might be a long show, but we've had a we've had a lot of fun doing it. We've had a blast, and uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us again on this episode. And as we said, let us know your uh, your opinions. Make your opinions fucking known. Um, on that note, we have one last thing we have to fucking say: keep it metal and keep it underrated.
Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.